It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. It is Friday. We're wrapping up the week here, March 6th. Hope you guys had a good week. Today on the show, we've got Eric Williams of Panthers Wire talking about his latest seven-round mock draft over at Panthers Wire. And then we talk about some winners from the Combine and then a little bit of free agency news. But we kick things off with his thoughts on the trade with Trey Turner and Russell Okung. So enjoy the conversation. It was a good time. Eric brought some real good stuff here. So enjoy it myself and Eric Williams. All right, guys, we're joined now here by fellow Panthers Wire contributor Eric Williams joining the show. Eric, how's it going, man? Good to, good to have you on the show. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Appreciate it, man. So good to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Eric and I talked a little bit, thought we'd get him on, talk about his uh, latest mock draft that he just did over at the site. But before I get into that, I just wanted to get his thoughts a little bit, pick his brains on the uh, big trade, of course, that was reported <laughs> on and quote unquote announced by the Panthers, of course, swapping Trey Turner for Russell Okung. So what were your initial thoughts? And, you know, you've had time to think about it a little bit. What, what do you think about it now? I mean, I was, I was surprised. I mean, Trey Turner had supposedly been on the block for a while. Um, but, you know, as we all know, I mean, Marty Ernie says some things that sometimes he doesn't really mean. <laughs> um, but it was it was surprising. I mean, especially trading him straight up for Russell King. I thought for sure there'd be some, you know, maybe conditional picks in there or whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it was surprising. I, I really <laughs> – I don't know what he was thinking, but uh, but maybe he just wants to protect, Cam, protect Cam's blind side uh, more so than – you know, having having Trey Turner in there, and, and you, you had actually seen Trey Turner's play go down a little bit over the past few years. I don't know if that's injury related or not, but you know, we all know he missed some games. Um, I, I can't think he missed like three games last year, but I mean, you'd seen his play go down a little bit. Um, but still, Okung is, you know, that's a player that, you know, he was a six overall pick uh, back in like you know 2011 or whatnot, but. You know, we're going to be putting all the marbles into one, one pot here and, and Russell Okung to protect Cam's blind side. And I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's going to work out, but I, I hope it does. I hope it does. Yeah, it's like like I said, it, it feels like it's a, you know, win-win a little bit in terms of, you know, you have your left tackle at 2020, but you at least have the space now from 21 mm-hmm. on that you can start kind of working. Yeah. That's why I'm not – Totally yeah. ruling out offensive tackle with that first pick, but um, yeah, you know it, it, it's such a wild card. But you know, like you said, give it time. This these things usually tend to work themselves out. We'll see how it works in the Panthers' yeah. favor, but uh, should be rather interesting. But but yeah, let's yeah. let's jump into your mock draft. You posted that you did this a few days ago, a little after the combine full seven round yeah. mock. You can check it out over 
uh, at PanthersWire.com. Of course, the uh, yep. trade down edition as the uh, post combine trade <laughs> yeah. down edition, which I listen, I've touched a couple times myself. I like the idea of trading down, especially with, with the player you got at number 13. I, I think some of the listeners know that I have become a big fan both on and off the field of Javon Kinlaw. I mean, yeah. look, Javon Kinlaw, obviously a, a great defensive tackle. I think he's closing the gap on Derek Brown. There's some, depending on who you talk to, there's some that think Kinlaw is better than Brown. But, you know, so what was, yeah. uh, when you were doing this mock, what was the strategy? Uh, how did you decide to make the trade and uh, end up getting Kinlaw? Um, well, I mean, you look at that all of the needs that the Panthers have across the board. I mean, it just it's just something that makes sense. And, you know, the Panthers only have one pick in every round. Um, mm-hmm. so they don't have – I mean, they have a decent amount of draft capital, but not a ton um, for a team that's going through the rebuild process. And you could look at a team like the Colts um, and the Raiders. You know, the Raiders have been in disarray for, you know, how many years in a row now. Um, so they really need to, you know, get up in their possible – uh, trade up candidate with the Panthers, um, and and I you know I traded up with the Colts because the Colts are in win now mode. Um, you know who knows they might want to trade up for a quarterback. Um, they might want to trade up. I've, I've heard rumblings of, of them training up for Derek Brown. How they really like Derek Brown. Um, and so you know it it's just one of those things that that it makes sense for the Panthers' perspective. And and there are also a couple teams with plenty of draft capital who can you know definitely uh, make that trade up with the Panthers. Um, so like I said, I went with the Colts and uh, traded back for Javon Kinlaw there. And uh, Javon Kinlaw just kind of fits the mold. Uh, you know, I mean, I, me and, and Panthers fans can probably see Javon Kinlaw pairing up with Kawan Short over the next next four or five years at least here and uh, and causing some serious disruption in the backfield. So um, he's just a powerful player and, uh, you know, really bursty off the snap. And uh, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal player. And uh, I'd, be, I'd be stoked to get him <laughs> as a Panthers fan myself. So. Yeah, listen, uh, like we said, Kinlaw is just so great both on and off the field. I mean, everybody knows yeah. at this point uh, the story, uh, and I got a chance to hear it at the Senior Bowl yeah. as well. That, that was the first I heard it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, more people get to hear it at the Combine of the homelessness and how he yeah. fought through it. Not, I, I, I don't even say fought through it because, you know, he's here talking that this is – you know, the way of life. And I just thought it was just like, wow, like, you know, th- th- this could yeah. get, it. this could get it. So yeah, I'm, yeah, awesome story. I would, I would be fully on board with trading down for Kinlaw. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm the Panthers, then we get into round two. So you ended up with a couple picks there. You went with Damon Arnett, the cornerback out of Ohio state and Lloyd Cushenberry, the offensive lineman yep. out of LSU. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Cush, uh, Louis Cushenberry, I mean, he's, man, he's one of the best interior line prospects in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big, tough, physical. I mean, he can get after in the run game. Just an absolute stonewall in pass protection. Um, and, I mean, he's he's actually pretty nimble on his feet for a big guy. Um, so, I mean, and, and he's versatile as well. So, I mean, he can play the guard position, obviously, that Trey Turner um, just left. But in my original mod before this draft, I had him, I had him moving to left guard. Um, and filling that uh, the Greg Van Roten the hole, um, and I know Greg Van Roten is beloved by Panthers fans, but I mean we got to face facts here. <laughs> I mean he, Greg Van Roten isn't going to cut it. Um, you know the Panthers want to have some long-term success in Joe Brady's offense. You know we got to have a solid O line because you look at Joe Brady's offense at LSU, 
I mean, he had he had amazing offensive linemen across the board. Um, I mean, I think you know four of his of his offensive linemen are going to get drafted this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you got to have good offensive line um, in really any offense. But I mean, Cushenberry is just uh, an absolute stud. Uh, and then oh, you know, Damon, Damon Arnett, um, you know, physical off Ohio State cornerback uh, here, I'm good against press coverage. Um, you know, pretty sticky in coverage and physical, good at the catch point. Um, and yeah, I mean, if we sign, if we re-sign James Bradbury, I think he'd be a good uh, number two corner um, behind him, and allow Dante Jackson to go back to the slot where he's, you know, kind of most naturally fitted at. Made a trade, then round three took uh, Jonathan Greenard, the edge out of Florida, mm-hmm. and. I mean, the Panthers yep. can use really all the edges they can get. I think the only player right now that's kind of guaranteed to really be in the rotation as as we stand right now is uh, Brian Burns. So edge yeah. definitely helps. And Greenard's, Greenard's a fine option there in round three. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you have Christian Miller. Um, you, know, you have Marquis Haynes. You have F.A. Obata. I mean, yeah, I, would love to that. And I want to see Christian Miller get more involved too, so – yeah, you know, I do too. I do too. I think so I, I, I think Christian Miller is pretty solid. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but Jonathan Grenard is just um, he's pretty he's he's a lot more I guess maybe athletically gifted as you can say than Christian Miller. Christian Miller isn't you know he isn't all too bendy, he isn't all too bursty, but he's got a solid pass rush move um, you know that he can move over or he can use over and over again. Um, but Grenard is kind of like more physically imposing. Um, he's decent in the run game. You know, and stopping the run, but um, he's extremely bursty off the edge and uh, and pretty bendy. So I like uh, I like Grenard getting over, um, you know, getting over the hump here and getting to uh, we us getting him in the third round and kind of getting after the the uh, quarterback. I think it'd be a good pick for us. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And just kind of skimming through the day three pair, their day three picks here. Excuse me. You actually took a pair of yeah. senior bowl receivers, one of which I became a <laughs> yeah. fan of down in Mobile, and that's uh, Van Jefferson. Michael Pittman oh, was yeah. the other that you went with. Uh, Pittman didn't, uh, you know, he he showed out okay at the senior bowl, but um, I think in the later rounds, I think he could be a fine option. But I tell you what, Van Jefferson. Getting to see him up close is just—it's it, unreal. The kid, the kid is, you know, his route running is just so smooth. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he really made uh-huh. a name for himself in Mobile, and you know, in this, in the uh, Joe Brady offense, I think the the sky's the limit with a guy like him. And then Pittman, you know, I, th- I think Brady can do something with him too. So, you know, what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on uh, Van and Pittman? Well. Okay, so free agency is going to play a huge factor in whether or not the Panthers take a receiver or two in the draft. Um, I think a lot of the things that, you know, a Panthers fan might have been confused about why I took two receivers. But you got to think that Joe Brady's offense, I mean, 99% of the time, this guy had 
three, at least three wide receivers on the field. So DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel aren't going to cut. I mean, we basically have nobody. I mean, who's going to step in? Chris Hogan. I mean, we just cut Jarius Wright, and Chris Hogan's most likely going to be gone. Um, so, I mean, you think about filling the three and four receiver, and especially the slot receiver with Van Jefferson. I mean, Van Jefferson isn't, isn't going to be one of those guys who's going to catch, you know, 100 balls for 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, he's never going to be that guy. But he, he's going to be that guy who's going to step in right away, and he's going to contribute. I mean, he, he might be the most NFL-ready wide receiver, I mean, more so than C.D. Lamb, um, because his route running is so crisp, his hands are so natural, um, they're strong hands, and he just knows how to find that empty zone um, and, just, and just get open. Right. I mean, his his father, uh, I forget his first name, but uh, his father's a wide receiver coach for the, for the New York Jets. So, I mean, this kid, you know, grew up running routes and catching balls. So um, I, I am absolutely in love with Van Jefferson. I think he is a great, great, great slot receiver. Um, and I think he has just tremendous potential in, uh, in Joe Brady's offense and uh, in short yarded situations. And, uh, and then with Michael Pittman, um, I mean, here's a guy who, you know, caught 100 balls at USC, um, you know, last year. I mean, he's just – he's an absolutely incredible wide receiver. I think he's flying under the radar big time. I don't think he gets much love at all um, just because of, you know, the 40 time that he ran. Um, maybe he's not the, the, the quickest guy, um, but he has incredible hands. I mean, he can go up and he can, he can high point that ball against any cornerback, um, and he has incredibly strong hands. Um, pretty good route runner, and uh, and just really a physically imposing wide receiver. So uh, I think that if we got Van and Michael Pittman, um, you know, we pick up that that short yardage receiver and that little slot receiver that we would, um, you know, have honestly desperately been needing because Jarius Wright has not really panned out um, over the past couple of years. And then we gain that you know that six four two twenty five pound pound target in Michael Pittman. So um, that would that would really pump me up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, I I think I agree. I think those two would be ni- nice fits. I just double checked. Uh, Sean Jefferson is the guy you were referring yeah. to, yeah. Van's father. But uh, yeah, so obviously he has the uh, the the NFL pedigree there. But um, you know, fans want to read the rest of your mock. Of course, they can go to Pantherswire.com. It's right there. The Pulse Combine Trade Down Edition. Um, Want to shift gears a little bit here and kind of talk about the combine yeah. as a well, whole, get your thoughts on uh, some winners and some losers. So overall, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on the combine? Anybody kind of stick out that maybe wasn't on your radar that you kind of saw their performance and like, oh, you know, th- this guy could be intriguing. Um, well, one guy that uh, he was on my radar and I, I really like this player, but I <laughs> I was honestly incredibly shocked as I think. Um, a lot of the rest of the scouting world was, um, and that's Albert O, the, mm-hmm. the tight end from Missouri. I mean, I I did not see uh, at all a four five one coming from his forty time. I mean, wow. he 
especially on watching on film, you know, it looks like a guy who's going to run a four eight or something like that. And, and he just absolutely runs a blazing four five one. Um, I mean, that's, that's impressive, especially for, for someone his size. So I, uh, I look for him to shoot up draft boards and especially in a weak tight end class, um, maybe it's someone that the Panthers could target in like the fourth or fifth rounds or something like that. Um, you know, maybe be a, uh, tight end three, maybe behind Ian Thomas. I, I, I personally think that the Panthers are going to go after someone, uh, tight end in free agency. You know, maybe a guy like Eric Ebron or Austin Hooper. Um, I really think that that they should, and I think that I think there's interest there as well from the rumblings that I've heard. So, um, but who knows? Who knows what Marty Herney is going to do in free agency? Uh, but I mean, you know, again, Alberto is is someone that the Panthers um, could definitely he, he could definitely be on their board for sure. Um, another guy. Uh, is obviously, you know, the freak, Isaiah Simmons. I mean, <laughs> good Lord, that guy just absolutely blew it up. Um, another guy that honestly is in the same – he should be in the same category as Isaiah Simmons is Kyle Duggar, the safety out of Lenore Ryan. Um, Bill, I don't know if you got a chance to to watch him play at all or not, but um, – I'm he really up. He's, uh, he he's an kid. awesome player. Yeah. Oh, he is He is an awesome player. He is exciting. Um, you know, it might take him a year or two to get adjusted to, to the NFL level, but I mean, the potential is there. I mean, it is <laughs> the, I, I can't remember exactly what his stats. Are. I don't know if you had it pulled up or not, Bill, but, um, man, he is just one heck of a player. Um, you know, in the senior bowl, he had a really good senior bowl showing, showed that he could, uh, lay the lumber down on, on some players and, uh, and, you know, was, was decently sticky in coverage too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely definitely held his own. Uh, another another couple guys, obviously Henry Ruggs running that running that four two seven, um, and then Tristan Worse as well. Uh, man, he had a he had a great combine as well with his forty time and um, you know all all those all those drills. Man, he looked great. Uh, and then let's see a couple just going down my list here. Got Makai Becton, um, C.J. Henderson. Uh, Jeff Okuda, Derek Brown. A lot of people were hating on Derek Brown for running that five-one-two, but I'm like, guys, come on! This guy's like six foot six, like three hundred and twenty pounds, and he's running a five-one. I mean, like, come on, give give the guy a break a little bit, you know? Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was it was exciting. Um, really good combine. It was. I wouldn't say there were too many too many losers. Um, you know, there were a couple that had some disappointing, uh, you know, 40 times or, or whatnot. But other than that, man, everyone, everyone really had a solid combine, I think. Um, especially, you know, like I said, Isaiah Simmons, Kyle Duggar were just freaks of an athlete. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that was cool to see for sure. So did you have anyone that, uh, that you thought stood out to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you nailed most of the guys there. Um, I will say it was neat to actually get a chance to see Ruggs's 40 live because uh, I was actually sitting in uh, the upper suites of Lucas Oil Stadium when uh, the second quarterback, oh, cool. the second group of quarterbacks were throwing, but the receivers are still doing their 40s. So we all got to, we all got to sit, or a couple of us got to sit up there and watch Ruggs's 40. And the funny thing is, there's three of us timing it, and we must have had a bit of a quick trigger because between the three of us, we had about four, one, five, four, one, seven on this 40. And it came out like four, two, seven. It's Man. like, wow. Like, 
<laughs> but it just shows how how fast he was. But you know, yeah, like right, I said, right. I got to see Duggar at, at the Senior Bowl as well, and mm-hmm. you know, he was starting to generate some top fifty buzz. Some might think yeah. he can sneak into the back end of the first round, which would be quite the rise for him. Um, yeah, you know, Ben Barch is obviously. In the, what's that? No, I, I was just saying that would be insane if, if Doug. Yeah, I mean, it, it would for a D two kid. And then you know, I obviously Ben Barch is another name that's been rising quickly. Um, yeah, I love that kid. Held his held his own very well in uh, in yep. Mobile. So yeah, I mean, you're right. There weren't too many people, and it makes me think of something Jim Nagy said. Uh, you know, the, the guy that runs the Senior Bowl, he goes, he'd rather yeah. us just focus on winners at the combine instead of, you know, why we even need to talk about losers because everyone's working hard. And, you know, it's, it's a fair point. It's a valid point. You know, all these kids are just yeah. fighting to get into the NFL. So let's just kind of praise all the, the work they did. And yeah, if these guys have a bit of a disappointing combine, they have their pro day to make up for it. And they're, they're going to look a lot better at their pro day anyway, than in Indianapolis. Right. Right, and uh, and also I'm gonna add one more one more to that list. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Winfield. Yes. Antoine Winfield had a sneaky good combine. Uh, I think he I think he written up running a four four five I believe, and uh, and on film I know a lot of scouts were kind of hating on his speed, but uh, I think he answered those questions um, in Indy. So uh, and honestly, that's a guy that I really. I would really bang the table for it because you look at Winfield and his ball production. I mean, mm-hmm. he had how many interceptions over the courses in the past three years at, at Minnesota? I mean, this guy's a ball hawk. Um, you know, he can play that true single high safety of the Panthers, you know, choose to not re-sign Trey Boston, which I think they should. But, um, again, if they choose not to, Antoine Winfield is totally a guy um, that, you know, the Panthers could get maybe with their second rounder um, or even maybe – you know, if they if they decide to trade up into the late first or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. maybe go Antoine Winfield. But um, but yeah, I think he solidified his uh, his draft stock. Um, definitely, maybe even uh, I think definitely improved it um, in Indy. Yeah, seven interceptions in 2019. Obviously, the injury concerns are there, yeah. but yeah. I mean, you can't over you, you can't doubt the production. I think uh, Jeff Risden came out and said. Uh, if it wasn't for the injury concerns, he'd be his number one safety. And yeah, I think yeah. that's a valid argument. I'm I'm a huge fan of Winfield. He's so versatile. I mean, he's he's just a ball hawk. So, yeah, yeah I, I think he would be a great fit in Carolina if they can somehow get him in round two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd definitely be good. But uh, any kind of uh, parting shots here? Any thoughts for free agency or – uh, you know, just what do you think is going to happen overall with this team? Oh, man, uh, no idea what's going to happen free agency. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> obviously, we need a lot of uh, a lot of depth added to the team. Um, so, like I said, I'm a big advocate for for having the team trade down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as advertised in my mock, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think anyone does really. Um, like I said, I have, I've heard some few rumblings that the Panthers are interested in, like the guys like Austin Hooper, Eric Ebron. Um, I think that'd be really good for Cam because you know, also you look at Joe Brady. He also utilizes tight ends, not so much blocking, um, but but receiving. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, 
I think a guy like Austin Hooper, or Eric Ebron, that that aren't the best blocking. I mean, they're still like they're, they're still average blockers, but you know, obviously their strengths um, are in the receiving game and pass game. So, I think if we you know got a guy like Austin Hooper, or Eric Ebron, I think that that'd be great for Cam. I think that'd be great for the offense. And I think it'd be great for for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, free them up a little bit. For sure, absolutely good good stuff, man. So. uh why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know, you know, where they could find you if you're on social media or anything like that, and any kind of projects you've got coming up. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I'm, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram, Eric Williams one five, and that's that's Eric with a K, E R I K. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you can also find me on Facebook, um, and uh, you know, I got some got some things coming up with Panthers Wire, um, just rolling out some more uh, prospect profiles. Um, and uh, probably do a few few more mock drafts before before the draft hits. So so looking forward to that. So. Yeah, and like I said, you can find his latest mock over at uh, over at Panthers Wire the post combine. It's his latest one, the post combine trade down edition. It's called. You can go check that out. And you know, like you said, he's got a lot of stuff coming up. So good to get him. Good to get him in here, uh, Eric. Thanks so much for spending some time with me, man. Really appreciate it. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the thanks for the invite, Bill. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, buddy. So again, that was Eric Williams of Panthers Wire bringing in some real good stuff here with the with his latest seven round mock draft. And again, appreciate his time. And uh, before we get out of here, quick shout out again to Michael and Michelle Mosley as our friends over at Queen City Beauty Group sponsoring the podcast, and they've got. Their March monthly special, which involves their CBD Oxygen Dome Therapy Facial. As this treatment uses ionized oxygen to restore balance to the skin, where locally sourced CBD adds to the healing, calming, and soothing effects of this treatment. And it's safe for all skin types, since Queen City Beauty Group customizes all treatments. This super relaxing facial is fantastic for your skin's health. And so the monthly special for March includes the CBD Oxygen Dome Therapy Facial, $75 gift certificate for use on a future visit, or you can re-gift, and a gift from Queen City Beauty Group, normally a $250 value, yours for just $99. So again, big thanks to Michael and Michelle for their continued support here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And with that, I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate everybody's time. Have yourselves a good weekend. We'll see you Monday right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.